Good morning, class. Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and this is Faith School. Faith School is the place where my spirit is fed, my faith grows stronger, and I learn how to be an overcomer. Thank the Lord that through His Word and by His Spirit, we can be built up. Uh, when you feel weak, when you feel, you know, like things are a bit too much for you, uh, there is something you can do about it. You know, uh, David, the scripture said in the Old Testament, when uh, his home and, uh, had been burnt to the ground and his uh, family had been stolen, and uh, it, it just looked so bleak. The scripture said David encouraged himself in the Lord, showing that it can be done in the bleakest of situations you can choose to sit there and cry and look at the smoldering ashes and feel sorry for yourself, which is what, you know, pretty much all unbelievers do and to some measure degree, and too many Christians do the same thing. Or there's something else that you can do. You know, he, as he was ministering to the Lord, uh, it, it rose up in him to, to ask the Lord whether they could get their families back. You know, when you're looking at the wrong thing, you're looking at the problem, you don't see the answer. You can't see the answer looking at the problem. Come on, are y'all with me? You, you won't see your healing looking at your symptoms and your pain. You, you won't see your provision looking at the bills and the debt. You got to look somewhere else. And so as he was ministering to the Lord, it came up in his heart, uh, the, obviously from the Lord, ask me about uh, finding your family. So he said, well, Lord, can we find them? Can, and the Lord said, you'll surely find them and recover all. And so, man, he's got a word from the Lord now. And that's where faith came in. Bolstered him up, encouraged him. He stood up. And no more crying, no more feeling sorry for yourself. Let's go take back what the enemy stole from us. Hallelujah. And he did. And not only did they get all their family and all their stuff, they got a whole lot more stuff. They actually came out better, way better materially in the end than they started out. And so is God still that kind of God today? Can he still do those kind of things for us? Does he love us? Will he help us? So say it out loud, I refuse, I refuse to be depressed. To be depressed. I refuse, I refuse to fixate on the problem. Dwell on the problem. My answer is not in the problem. My answer is in God. Lord, I look to you. I set my heart on you. My faith and trust is in you. And you always cause me to triumph. Hallelujah. Father, all of us together, we agree is touching this, asking you for utterance and anointing and direction and help. And uh, I pray over everybody 
under the sound of my voice in this broadcast. Uh, and, I, and I ask, Lord, quicken them and strengthen them with strength by your Spirit in their inner man. And I say, be strong. In Jesus' name, be strong. Be strengthened. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Everybody say, I'm strong. I'm, I'm strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Praise God. Uh, we have been for some weeks now on a topic we're calling faith for healing. And uh, you get faith in God for healing from hearing what He said about healing. And uh, there are some 20 individual accounts of healing that are recorded in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Now that's not all the people who were healed. There were, there were days where tens of thousands of people were healed in a single meeting in Jesus' ministry. Uh, but we're not told who they were, what was wrong with them. We're just told they were there, they got healed. But about 20 of these, we're told who they were, uh, what was wrong with them, what they said and did, what Jesus said and did. And these are, uh, you know, so precious and valuable to us because they're handpicked by the Holy Spirit because they apply to every one of us in every successive generation. And so uh, this is God showing us how to do it. How many believe the Lord has never changed, never will change, doesn't need to change? And how many believe He's no respecter of persons? If He did something then, He's still doing it now. If He did it for them, He'll do it for you if you do what they did. And wonderfully, we have a record of what they did. So here we've looked at the healing of the leper, the healing of Peter's mother-in-law. We looked at the healing of the paralyzed man carried by four. We looked at the healing of the nobleman's son, the healing of the man with the withered hand, the healing of the centurion's servant, the healing of Jairus' daughter, and now number eight, the healing of the woman with the issue of blood. If you weren't with us for those previous seven, they're online uh, at the website under faith school, no charge to get them. Go, go and, and feed on them. Build up your faith. But today, we're continuing on the woman with the issue of blood. Matthew 9 and 20. Matthew 9, 20 says, Behold, a woman which was diseased with an issue of blood, 12 years, came behind him and touched the hem of his garment. For she said within herself... Uh, last week, I believe it was, talking about this on, on the broadcast, we, we noticed that, uh, and we went back to uh, 1 Samuel where Hannah prayed what we'd call a silent prayer, and we saw God hears you when you speak in your heart. Even if you didn't make a sound out of your mouth, He hears that. And so that's what was happening here. She said within herself. If I may touch uh, but his garment, I shall be whole. And you know, this is something I practice on a regular basis uh, when it comes to praying and praying in the Spirit. Uh, depending on where I am and who I'm around, there are times that I, I pray inside myself and uh, my mouth is not moving at all. I don't, 
I'm not opening my mouth. I'm not making a sound. But um, I'm, I'm, I'm praying in my spirit. Sometimes, you know, it, you're in a situation, maybe in public or in, around other people, that it's just not appropriate for that. But then the Lord prompts you about something. You just feel like you need to pray. You can. You can. Even if you're, you know, at nighttime, uh, laying beside your spouse in the bed and, and um, you're awakened and feel like you need to pray. Well, you can get up and go somewhere and pray, or you can uh, just pray inside yourself. And the Lord hears this. You are not just a body and a brain. You are a spirit. God is spirit, and we're made in His likeness and image. And the man on the inside can actually function independently of the body. <laughs> Uh, you know, that when you die, all you're going to do is slip out of your body, but you'll still be you. You'll still be able to talk, think, do everything you do now. You just won't be in this body. But uh, she said it within herself, and it worked. She said, if I may but touch his garment, I shall be whole. But Jesus turned him about, and when he saw her, he said, daughter, be of good comfort. Your faith has made you whole. And the woman was made whole from that hour. No coincidence that made whole, made whole, made whole is repeated like that. Why? That's what she said. Those were her words. Uh, if I can just touch, I shall be whole. If you look at Mark's account and Luke's account, you could say it, I shall be made whole. Same, same idea. I, I will be whole, shall be whole. Uh, does it matter what you say? The Lord works with what we say. Uh, Hebrews talks about that the Lord uh, is the high priest of our confession. He works with your words. This begins with the new birth and us confessing Jesus as our Lord. It's not enough, you know, there, there are people in the world, they believe God exists they even believe that Jesus was born and went to the cross and paid the price, and yet they are not saved. There are people that believe all that and are not saved. Why? Well, they've never received him as their Lord, and they've never confessed him as their Lord. Uh, the Lord works with our words. He confirms what you say about him. Now, the con one definition of confession is saying the same thing. And what we need to do is say the same thing about us that God says about us and not say anything contrary or, or different from what he said. And so then he confirms if you say that he is to you what he said he is to you, he can confirm that and manifest that in your life uh, how many think everybody needs to confess and say, Jesus, you are my Lord? Hallelujah, right? I mean, it, it doesn't get any more important than that. Romans 10 says, uh, if you'll uh, believe in your heart, you know, that God has raised Jesus from the dead, and if you'll confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord, you'll be saved. For with the heart, man believes unto salvation. Uh, and with the mouth, confession is made to salvation, I should say. Um, 
you believe unto righteousness, you confess unto salvation. And this applies not just to being born again. You need to not just believe that God can heal. You need to confess him as your healer. Do you hear that, class? You don't just need to believe God can protect people. No, you need to say, the Lord is my protector. I dwell under the secret place, (laughs) in the secret place of the Most High, under the shadow of the Almighty. He keeps me. Come on, say it out loud, class. He keeps me. He keeps me. me. The Lord is my protector. Hmm? Come on, say it out loud, class. I'm talking to the big class everywhere. Say it out loud. The Lord Lord is my Lord. Lord. Jesus, Jesus, I confess you you as my Lord Lord and my Savior. Savior. And the Lord Lord is my healer. healer. He heals me. He He forgives all my sins. He heals all my sicknesses. sicknesses. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can you see what we're talking about? It's not enough to just believe God can do something or that he's done it for somebody else. He is the apostle and the high priest of what we say. What we say over ourselves. Said out loud, the Lord, the Lord works, works with what I say. With what I say. You know who else works with what you say? <laughs> the devil. The devil. That's why he'll push you so hard to say something. Even when you know better, sometimes you've got to bite your lip not to say bad stuff. Like, oh, I just feel so bad. Oh, I just don't know if I can make it. Oh, I just, I just feel like giving up. There are times you'll have to bite your lip to keep from saying it because it just, it, it'll just want to say it, want to jump out. Why? Because the enemy is pushing you to say it so he can confirm it. So he can bring it to pass. He can act on your fear-filled words, just like God can act on your faith-filled words. How many think we should give God something to work with in our lives? We should give our great high priest something to watch over and perform and bring to pass. And how many think we should give the devil nothing to work with? Is that right? Stop giving him material. Stop giving him Access. Didn't the Bible say, neither give place to the devil? What does it mean? Don't give him any access. Don't give him any room. Don't give him anything to work with. Go with me to the book of Revelation. Just hold your place uh, in Matthew there. But go to the book of Revelation. And uh, you see something else that we're talking about here. Revelation... uh, 10, excuse me, 12 and 10. Well, verse 9 says that great dragon was cast out, the old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceives the whole world. 
He was cast out into the earth and his angels cast out with him. I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now has come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God uh, day and night. Why would he do that? Why would he do that? He's trying to build a case. Uh, to get judgment against you, to get access against you, uh, it really uh, speaks of a courtroom scene. And Jesus is called our advocate. He is uh, our defense attorney, if you will. And the enemy is the prosecuting attorney against us. And this is reality. This is, not, this is not some fiction thing here. This is what's going on behind the scenes. All you got to do is look right here. Why would he be making accusations against you? What would he care? Why? Why would he need to? Because he's trying to build a case against you. Now, if charges are brought against you, uh, what's one of the worst things you could do to mess up your case? Hmm? <laughs> we got it right here. If they put you on the witness, on the witness, witness, witness stand, and what do you do on the witness stand? You witness, you give witness, you talk, you say things, you, and uh, if you confess, huh? What if the the prosecuting attorney comes and says? You are a pitiful excuse of a Christian. You have messed up. You, you deserve to be sick. You deserve to be broke. You know what you've done. You know what you've been. And if you break on the stand and you go, oh, I know, I'm a pitiful excuse for a Christian. I deserve to be sick. The prosecuting attorney says, I rest my case. <laughs> right? If you take the stand and you confess, I'm guilty. I'm guilty of sin. I deserve to be punished. You're done. You're done. You're toast. Hmm? Right? Which is why the enemy is pre. That's why I said there'll be times you'll have to bite your lip almost to keep from saying something because the enemy will press you, push you to say bad things Negative things, condemnation, guilt, shame, deserving of punishment. Why? He's not just playing a game with you. He wants you to say it so he has a right, a legal right to uh, in, get involved in manifesting these things in your life. Stealing, killing, destroying. But notice what happened. It said, verse 11, and they overcame him. Whoo! That means they won. They won the case. Is that right? They were not found guilty. They overcame him by what? Two big, big things. By the blood of the Lamb. Somebody say, thank God for the blood of the Lamb. That blood has bought us. That blood redeemed us. Uh, by the, that blood makes the guilty innocent. Oh, did you hear that now? Huh? That, and this, this is really frustrating to the enemy. Oh, man, it's frustrating to him. 
1 John says we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. So if you find yourself in a jam, uh, you've been accused, you've been charged, maybe you're even in the jail cell. Thank God your advocate shows up. He says, never fear, I'm here. (laughs) And you should say, oh, thank God, thank God, thank God. And then he, he pulls you aside. He says, now look. Don't say anything except what I tell you to say. He'll try to prepare you. You only say what I say. Now repeat after me, okay? By his stripes, by his stripes, I am healed. Okay. By his blood, I am clean. Innocent. I'm innocent. I'm innocent. I deserve no punishment. By the blood, I'm innocent. He says, you got that? You got that? Now, do you don't say anything except that? So then here comes the enemy. He's pushing. He's pressing. You sorry, pitiful excuse. You know you don't deserve any good thing. You know that you're guilty. You're guilty. You're guilty. And he goes, he's going to play a video of all the bad things that you did. And he's exhibit A. And so he plays the video and it's just static. He goes, what? What? And they say, sorry, it's washed. It's washed. No, 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 no. I got more video. I got more. And, he's, and it's, all, it's all washed. And, and, and they say, how do you plead? You go, innocent? Innocent. Yeah, but you've done this and you've done that. No, I plead innocent by the blood. I deserve no punishment. None. Not guilty. Not guilty. <laughs> and if you will not play into the enemy's hand and yield to and profess and decree condemnation, guilt, shame, all this stuff, then there'll be a point where uh, the enemy will be shut down and shut up. And the Lord says, uh, uh, my father, your honor, uh, the accused, your son, my brother, you're already feeling good about this. Think, wow, this is <laughs> daddy and brother. <laughs> Has, has testified that they are innocent, deserving no punishment. I present for the court, I have presented for the court's consideration, Exhibit A, my blood on the mercy seat. And that blood night and day testifies innocent, innocent, innocent. The father said the court, high court of heaven has accepted that testimony. And he says, you've heard, uh, you know, my father, your honor, you have heard the accused, your son, my brother, testify that uh, they deserve no sickness, no punishment, but by my stripes, uh, they are healed. I present for the uh, court's uh, consideration, exhibit B, the stripes on my back, I I took the punishment and... (laughs) The father says, the court has accepted that evidence. And that's it. It's done. Rap. Innocent. Innocent. (laughs) Of all charges. That means the enemy has no right. Oh, come on. Can you see this? He has no right to uh, do his things, his killing, his stealing, his destroying in your life. Uh, Not that you didn't deserve it because of what you did, but it's been washed. You've been cleansed. You've been made 
righteous, made innocent, made holy by the blood, and you received it for yourself, and you confessed it for yourself, and gave your advocate something to work with. Come on, can you see that? You gave him your part to work with. He works with your confession. They overcame him, what? By the blood of the Lamb, and by the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives unto the death. Two big things, the blood of the lamb, but not just the blood of the lamb, because you have to receive and you have to testify to uh, what the blood has done for you. Come on, say it out loud again. The blood, the blood has, made me clean. has made me clean. Jesus, Jesus is, my savior, is my savior, my deliverer, my, deliverer, my, healer, my healer, my protector, my, protector, my, provider. my provider. Oh, can you say hallelujah? hallelujah? Praise God, praise God. On your way back, stop by Hebrews, uh, the third chapter, Hebrews 3. Hebrews 3.14 says, For we are made partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast unto the end. Now in 4, if you skip over just a little bit to the next page on most Bibles, 4.14 says, Seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our Profession. Hold fast. Now that word profession, that's a King James word, but you'll see that in other translations it's rendered confession. To profess or to confess. He's talking about the same thing. Is it true that Jesus um, is, is our high priest and, and what does us holding fast to our confession have to do with him being our high priest? Why would you say that? Obviously, the two are connected. His high priestly uh, ministry and what's coming out of our mouth are connected. What he's able to do for us as high priest is inseparable from our confession. In the 10th chapter of Hebrews, if you look at that, Hebrews 10.23. 10.23 says, let us... Hold fast the profession of our faith. Now here we see it repeated. Uh, again, that's the word for confession. Why would you need to be told, hold on, hold fast to your confession of faith? Why would you need to be told that? Because something is going to try to wear you down and talk you out of it or get you to say something else. Right? Instead of talk faith, talk fear. Instead of talk victory, talk failure. Instead of talking righteousness, talk condemnation and shame. This is part of the spiritual battle and conflict that's going on. And we, the Lord's going to do His part. He has done His part. He will do His part if we do our part. Said out loud, hold fast, hold fast to your confession of faith. He said, for He is faithful that promised. Are you going to give your high priest something to work with? And give the devil nothing to work with. Is that right? Refuse to take the stand and plead guilty. Come on, you're smarter than that. Come on. Right? Come on. You're smarter than that. And you too will overcome him by the blood of the Lamb 
and by the word of your testimony. Hallelujah. And our time's up again. Say it out loud. I live by faith. I walk by faith. I overcome the world by faith. I'm strong in faith, giving glory to God. That's it for today. We'll see you here next time in Faith School. I've got the victory living inside. Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 941-702-7390. 